you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rival. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this planet who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is special because it's our first repeat guest Besides my husband, Dave, who's definitely made an appearance a few times on the Visionary Life podcast. You might remember Sarah Monica, superstar photographer and educator from episode number 27. To date, it's been one of the most popular episodes of Visionary Life, and I know exactly why. Sarah is someone who is committed to her growth, both personally and in her business, and I deeply admire her playful and passionate zest for her life. And she's not afraid to bring her community along for the ride. In a day and age when we can portray ourselves any which way we want to online, Sarah maintains this radical transparency and honesty in all that she does, and her personality is magnetic. In this episode, we chat a lot about the growth that she's experienced since we last talked on the podcast almost one and a half years ago. If you don't know Sarah or didn't catch our first episode together, let me tell you a little bit about her. Sarah Monica is a documentary wedding photographer for free-spirited and sentimental couples, as well as an educator in her industry. When she's documenting a wedding day, she focuses on preserving the raw beauty in unexpected moments full of laughter, tears, stolen glances, and extra long hugs. When she teaches, she helps photographers say goodbye to the burnout and hello to more freedom and money in their life and business. So more on my episode with Sarah in a moment, but first I thought I would just give you a couple of life updates. So as you may have seen at the middle of September, the visionary method kicked off. This is my signature 90 day modern online business coaching program for anyone who has an idea and wants to turn it into a business or wants to grow or scale up their current business using innovative online strategies. So this is the final round of 2019, which kind of has me feeling a little bit like sentimental almost because there have been so many incredible graduates of this program over the year. And I'm really starting to dream big about what 2020 can bring to this program. So it's really neat to see people who are so dedicated, so committed to turning their knowledge and passions into an offer, right? Like you have gifts inside of you that you're able to monetize, whether you've thought about it or not, right? We all have life experience that you can teach, uh, you can share, whether that's through a course, a workshop, a retreat. Um, I mean, this round alone, we've got yogis, wellness advocates, nutritionists, 
NLP practitioners, we have moms, we have dads, photographers. How cool is it to have such a variety of people? So if the Visionary Method or any sort of business coaching program interests you, the next round actually isn't till 2020, but you can get on the waitlist for that. Just go to kelseyridle.com slash waitlist, and you'll be the first to know when the 2020 class kicks off. Or if you don't want to wait that long, you still have a few availabilities for one-on-one or private coaching, um, and you can start in October. So this is for the type of person who really likes that one-on-one setting. You have my eyes on your business. We meet either weekly or bi-weekly on Zoom, and I give you all the things and all the homework about four to six hours a week to help you build, grow, and scale your business. So please reach out or just head to kelseyridle.com slash private coaching. Now, before I get back to chatting about Sarah and about this episode, I just want to say thank you so much for um, being such great supporters of season four so far. I love doing this podcast so much. As you know, um, it is a passion project turned actual piece of my business, right? It's something that um, I am accountable to do because Uh, We've got sponsors. I have an obligation to the incredible guests to share their story and to make sure I do their episode justice. And I do apologize for this episode being a few days late. I've just had one of those weeks as a business owner where you're feeling a little bit behind and, and trying to understand where you can ask for more help. Um, and avoiding burnout ultimately, right? Uh, A lot of good things happening with the visionary method and the visionary life brand, Uh, but that also comes with high demands and with the added stress. um, I just couldn't get this episode up exactly when it needed to be, but I, I was waiting till today because I knew I'd have a slot of time to finish it off for you. So anyways, that is it. Let's get back to more about Sarah. So for this episode, I woke up bright and early. Uh, We had planned a photo shoot. As you know, Sarah's a photographer, so she was my go-to when I needed new photos for my website. So we planned around 9 a.m. to get together for the photo shoot, but then I had this idea that maybe Sarah would want to come back on the show for season four. And so she arrived at my doorstep in Toronto, 7.30, bright and early, and what a great way to start the day. We sat down, we both had our coffees, and we chatted about all the things. And Sarah and I are both immersed in the world of growth, um, both personally and professionally, so it's super easy to talk with her. And then after the podcast, we had our photo shoot together, and it was so fun and so relaxed. She's a total master of her craft, so I'd highly recommend you get in touch with Sarah if you need a photographer. In the last episode, we talked a lot about how she launched her business, but in this one, we're going to focus on how things have evolved since our last conversation. So during the next 60 minutes, we're diving into how have her services and offers changed in the last year and a half, why she's added in-person workshops to her offerings as a photographer, and how she manages to continually sell them out. We talk about the process of hiring a virtual assistant and how it has transformed her business and freed up her time. She shares the exact coaches and courses that she's invested in recently. 
We talk about the ins and outs of raising prices as a service provider, how often you should raise your prices, why, and how to do it with confidence, and a lot of other things that we sprinkled in. So enjoy the episode. Please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories if you like it, and just tag me at Kelsey Rydell. I love to know who is listening. Before we dive in, let me share with you a little bit about Healthy Planet. Healthy Planet is one of our sponsors, and I want to give them a massive shout out. They are your one-stop shop for all your natural health goodies. Personally, I want to talk about the health goodies I get that create a non-toxic home for Dave and I. Now, I used to be very DIY with this kind of stuff. I'd be mixing vinegar and lemon and all these things, but... Truth be told, I'm just not really finding the time to be mixing and making potions these days to clean my house. So I've decided to purchase all my non-toxic cleaning products from Healthy Planet. Now, did you know that the products that we use to clean our homes can be filled with tons and tons of potentially harmful and toxic ingredients that can affect our skin, that can be inhaled into our lungs, and that are potentially polluting the earth, and that's just some of the repercussions of these nasty cleaners. So that's why I choose to purchase brands that are natural and totally safe, even if they get on my skin. And we all want a sparkly clean home, but we want to do it without the toxic stuff. So right now, I am obsessed with the Attitude brand all-purpose cleaner. It comes in a citrus zest scent, and I just love walking around and spritzing that everywhere because citrus essential oil is so uplifting and energizing, it's going to make you want to clean all the time. Now, of course, they have many other non-toxic cleaning products. You can shop all of those at healthyplanetcanada.com. And the best part is you can use code VISIONARY10 at checkout of their online store and save 10% on any order over 50 bucks. So again, use code VISIONARY10 at checkout. Sarah, welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. It has been almost one year since you were last on the show. Um, I was just flipping through our episode this morning and I had aired it on August 26th of 2018. So it's kind of fun to have you back almost exactly a year later to really just chat about what's been going on as of the last year or so in your business because you like myself you're always changing you're always learning you're always growing which i find extremely inspiring and i think i'm i'm positive a lot has changed with you in the last 12 months so thanks for coming back on the show thanks for having me right back at you too you're always like (laughs) so go 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 so inspiring i love seeing you grow you're always offering so much insight into business and life and so i'm so excited too Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny it just dawned on me when people I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you before but they'll say like you've changed or you've grown a lot or something and it's like well yeah aren't we supposed to (laughs) continually grow and evolve and wouldn't it be weird if I didn't change in the last 10 years (laughs) it's like there wouldn't be anything worse than going back to a high school reunion and them saying you're exactly the same (laughs) as you once were it's like oh no (laughs) anyways so we always start my show with some rapid fire questions just a good way for us to get our voices warmed up 
especially because it's 7.30 in the oh morning. Oh my gosh, 7.30. I love that we're doing... High five. High five. And Sarah was the one that suggested this, so. but I love it. I'm a morning person, and I know you are becoming one, too. Slowly. Okay, so first question. What's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Being self-aware. Oh, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I used to just like pot, like start my day, go straight to the laptop, start emailing. And I just found that my energy was like, I'm like, where is my energy even coming from? And it was just being drained right off the bat. And then as the day goes on, I was just all focused on my work and not myself. And then I felt like I lost that part of myself of being aware of how my body felt, how I felt emotionally. Was I feeling aligned? Was I balanced? So now I do a check-in every morning with myself and I'm just like, okay, how am I doing today? Uh, going through some positive affirmations, going through gratitude, mentally, spiritually, and yeah, mentally and spiritually, getting mm-hmm. myself prepped for the day so I can get the most out of it. Mm, I love that. That's such an amazing tip for the listeners too. And it's funny because in our last episode, you had mentioned affirmations as well. Yeah. So it sounds like it's something you're still practicing to Definitely, this day. Yeah. And it was about a, a year and a half ago that I really started slowly implementing. So I love, mm. I love that we're doing this catch up a year, like a year later because so much has changed in the past year. Oh my so gosh. much. And I can't wait to dive into all that. Yeah. What is one word you would use to describe what it's like owning your own business? Um, I think this is always going to be the same answer. Freedom. I think I said this the last... You did! Freedom is like my number one value and it's it's why I have a business and it's the thing that I'm most passionate about in life. So, mm, yeah. So awesome. Do you remember what your very first job was? Yeah. Um, hostess at Swish LA in Georgetown. <laughs> when I was 15, I started very young, started right away. <laughs> and I always love to look back on people's career paths and my own and really understand like what we learned from each step of our way. And in this case, I'm wondering, is there anything from your job at Swiss Chalet that you feel like you learned and that stuck with you? Yeah. Uh, making money is awesome. <laughs> literally, yes. yeah. literally, I was just like, oh my gosh, first paycheck was, I felt so powerful. felt like I, I could call my, call my own, call my own shots. Yeah. And right away, it's crazy that I started thinking like this at 15, but I was like, okay, how can I utilize my time in the most efficient way to make the most money per hour as possible? So it became my goal mm-hmm. to just work as little as possible to make the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right away when I was 15, I started thinking that way. So, mm-hmm. of course, I was a hostess. So my next goal was like, as soon as I could be a server, I want to be a server because mm-hmm. you make so much more money. Uh, that way, per hour, no glass ceiling with the amount of tables and tips you can get. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I learned. I started learning about efficiency and using your time wisely to make money. Mm, I love that. It reminds me too, like I remember getting my first paper route, which was my first job. And... Uh, I, it was only Sunday mornings for one hour and I think I got paid like $18 to do an hour of work, Oh my gosh! but I loved getting the paycheck once a month. It was for like 80 bucks and it just felt so good. And I think that really instilled like, yeah, like you can have whatever you want. And if you want to make money, like there is always a way. Totally. How old are you? I think. Oh gosh, I don't even remember. Maybe thirteen or fourteen. So That's I was awesome. pretty young. Nice, but nice. Started it was my younger. first job, and I was like, "How can I get more of this?" Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do on a day off of work? Oh my gosh! So normally I would say something uh, like exercise or um, 
like read or something like that but now I'm finding that with my outsourcing that we'll jump into later I'm sure yeah uh I already do all those things kind of on a daily basis Mm -hmm. so now a true day off for me is um to sleep in because now I'm working on waking up earlier for the work days Mm -hmm. Uh, so sleep in and spend time with Rory and Abby Mm, by far that's awesome (laughs) and isn't it great and amazing to come to a point in your business where you're able to do the things you want to do on a daily basis yes. rather than wait for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really huge milestone to hit is to be able to live your life every day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not just on Saturdays and Sundays. I love that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever your weekend is, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let's flip over now. I would love for you to just give us a recap of who you are and what you do because some of our listeners may not have heard the first episode with you or maybe just being introduced to you and your brand. So why don't you just give us a quick overview of who, who Sarah Monica is. So I'm, I'm kind of at a turning point. I'm at an interesting road um, yeah. because I'm introducing a new part to my business. But to keep it simple, um, I document weddings for free-spirited and sentimental couples. And I uh, photograph them in a storytelling way where my main concern is for them to be pre- be able to be present with themselves and their friends and family on their wedding day and not feel like they have to do anything specific. So I like taking out the shoulds from the day. No, you don't have to do this or that. Just be yourselves, be free, and let me just document your story. Um, so I, that's what I specialize in. And now I'm adding on another component to my business. So it's kind of, I'm in an interesting space where I kind of don't know how to title myself right now. And I love just being straight up with this because there's so many people that are in the same position, but they feel like they have to have a title to be taken uh, to be taken seriously. So right mm-hmm. now I would say I'm a photographer and educator, but I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out, am I an educator? Am I a coach? I'm still trying to figure out the second part of my teaching style. Um, but yeah, so to the second part, it's I, I want to help photographers thrive and shine in their business, in their lives. Um, I actually recently did, uh, <laughs> I really, really want a podcast and I've been kind of stuck on the name. So I actually went to my audience and I asked them, hey guys, I'm stuck in this whole like creating a podcast uh, part where I just want to figure out the title of it before I can keep going. I'm just Mm -hmm. at that point. And like whoever can help, if I ended up picking one of your guys' suggestions, um, I'll send you a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Yes. I'm like, (laughs) this is a way of outsourcing. Like help me brainstorm my name. Mm -hmm. Like you guys know me well. So I said the podcast is going to be about business and personal development, something along those lines. And yeah, so one of um, my uh, my followers, Alicia Infinity, she's so talented and so talented. She's an illustrator. Uh, she thought of Thrive and Shine. I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it like hit it me. It just clicked. Yeah, and I did like a, I did polls with other ones that I really enjoyed, and this one was number one. So I think this could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, how did I even get on that tangent? Oh yeah. Right, so I want to help photographers thrive and shine in their business, and right now I'm starting to focus a lot about teaching them how to outsource so they can gain more freedom and time in their lives. So Mm. that's kind of like where I'm at with the education side. My photography is very, very clear, very niche, um, and now I'm on the path of figuring out the education side of it. Mm. Oh my gosh, there's so much there (laughs) to dig into. First of all, I think it's really interesting that you say you really wanted to land on the name before you could keep going I've been in the same situation many of my clients have been in the same and it's like you just need that as kind of like your grounding force before the rest of the creativity comes and just before we started recording I was telling you for me right now in order to get my new website up I really just needed the photos done like I felt like that was 
maybe not the most logical next step. Maybe I need to spend more time copywriting. But at the same time, I just knew that was the wall I had hit. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> as trivial as maybe a name is or a photo, if that's what it takes to get you re-inspired and if that feels like in your gut what needs to happen next, don't worry about what everyone else says is the logical progression yes. of a podcast or progression of a website. Just listen to your inner voice and if it's coming up with the name and then everything else after that's great right you gotta know what works yeah um so also i think it's so cool that you're being very real and authentic about this transition you're going through um like we said earlier if you're not growing and evolving like what is life right and a lot of people may think like why would you ever transition away from doing all your photography clients and obviously that's where you began but it sounds like you were starting to get curious on how you could scale things up or how you could bring more of what you're passionate about in this day into your business rather than feeling like you've built yourself into a box right and I think for some people they feel like the business they start with has to be what they do forever forgetting that it's okay to evolve we are human beings and if your business um, has you in it a lot it needs to be a reflection of who you currently are. And so I just wanted to say, like, it's very admirable to to hear you say, like, things are changing and you're adding a new branch and you're growing, which is really exciting. Um, so what would you say right now? I know your target audience for your photography is sentimental clients. Um, what was the other? Free-spirited. Yeah. But what about for this next pillar of your business? Um, when you say kind of getting into the outsourcing and doing more workshops, who is that best suited for? Uh, so, burnt out photographers, oh. which is basically most, I can't say all because that's an absolute and there are people I think that have figured out how to balance out, Yeah. Um, but it's an actual epidemic in the industry, in the photography industry. Um, Every winter, sometimes when we get together in groups when it's our off-season, they're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just getting out of my, my back cave, working, you know, 12 to 15 hour days, editing, culling, emailing, marketing, shooting, all that kind of stuff. And it's not okay. And there's so many photographers that are like, oh yeah, I'll see you next winter. Like, we don't have time to yeah. see each other in the summer. Family and friends, no cottage time. Like... And I always find it so interesting. I love observing people and like taking notes on how we're all acting, but I'm just like, it's always a joke, but I'm like, it's not funny. It's mm-hmm. not a joke. How mm-hmm. is like losing your health, time with your friends and family, how's that funny and it's not okay? And and I was in that space. I was doing the exact same thing and I was making those jokes. And mm-hmm. then at, at one point I'm like, wait a second. Literally, I, I'm, I turned 29 this year. I'm turning 30 next year. And it really, like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did a decade almost just pass mm-hmm. by me? And it was all, like, my work was number one. And my business was number one. And I used to be an athlete. And that got pushed to the side. I'm, like, the, I was, like, last year, the least fit. I would I wouldn't say last year. Okay, five years, I was, like, the least fit I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But then I still noticed, like, a plateau in that stage. And I never really experienced going to the cottage when I was in my 20s because mm-hmm. I was just shooting weddings and we and just working so um yeah I guess my target client right now with education if I'm going to be very specific is a burnt out photographer because I want to mm-hmm. show them that it's possible to still be able to um 
you know, make a lot of money while outsourcing because you actually, technically, the less you work, the more you make. And that is actually really true new mantra mantra in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But also you can still outsource and have the quality experience for your clients. So like the quality doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. um, what's the word? Compromised. Yeah, compromised. Yeah. So yeah, I would say mostly any photographer that feels like they're uh, struggling to be themselves in their business or they're Mm -hmm. burnt out those kinds of areas Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think so many great business ideas really do start from an internal need or an internal pain point and a hundred percent something that we went through that we want to help others now yeah but easier said than done to have the self-awareness to realize it's a pain point for you and that if it's a pain point for you it's probably a pain point for a lot of others right there's tons of photographers out there who are feeling burnt out but the fact that you're able to say oh my gosh this is not okay what can I do Mm -hmm. to help serve this group of people and you, one reason why I would bring you on the Visionary Life podcast and you are visionary is that you saw that need and you said, what can I do to help this collective? I'm going to go learn how yes. to not be burnt out yeah. and then I'm going to teach them. Literally, I love that you said that because that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> that. this is why I truly believe that like as people, as business owners, we are limitless in what we can do because if you can go teach yourself something, it's mm-hmm. 2019, you can yeah. teach yourself anything and then you can go teach it to others who, who would like that knowledge, people will pay you for that yep. because not everyone is willing to poke around Google, to invest in a course, to do the work that it takes yeah. to to learn and pull something together and it's really neat to, to hear that you, you can follow help them that. fast track it. Like all the exactly. time that I spent figuring it out, I can give them the fast track mm-hmm. uh, of it. So yeah, and it's so beautiful to be able to fuse, you know, how we all just want purpose and impact deep down. That's all we really want mm-hmm. to be able to help others and impact others while making a shit ton of money while having freedom because you could do mm-hmm. you could design a course or workshop in your own time right mm-hmm. so, oh, and it's beautiful. speaking of courses and workshops I'm assuming this is kind of one of the key parts of how you're helping burnt out photographers I recently saw that you did an outsourcing for wedding photographers workshop in your home and so yeah I would love for you to just describe the process of how you came up with the idea for the workshop what it looked like and just kind of explaining what it is to our listeners yeah so so basically my ultimate goal is to create an online course for this so I can really scale it and so I can help the whole industry as a whole and not just locally in Ontario Um, but before I do that I really wanted to get the ball rolling on actually creating the content and teaching it and getting Uh, live feedback from that to see how I can improve it and also um, to hear people's to uh, give it some time so after the workshop they have time to implement slowly and before I launch my course I'm able to see like how they implemented what they did what shifts they had then I can gather uh, testimonials as well to help sell the course so there was a lot of strategy in thinking about that um, plus, I was just like way too excited to wait until yeah. I designed the course. I'm like, I need to share this with people now. And also, I love, I love gathering people, like having like a little intimate gathering because the workshop was only six people, mm. um, plus me. So I love having an intimate setting in my home where people can come into my home, feel welcome, 
uh, and we can all feel like we're in it together, not alone. Mm-hmm. Because an online course, you do, you know, you do do it alone from your own space, like in your own, at your own time, at your own pace, um, and that is an amazing thing in itself. But I also wanted to have be able to have both experiences, so I want to be able to offer them this uh, in-person workshop right now, just for that like human connection, community. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to see what information like hit them the most and the best and what they implemented. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I would have the course. Um, and yeah. I love that you like started with a smaller scale idea because some people would feel so overwhelmed with the idea of like creating a big online course and launching this new business. The yeah. truth is you can start with something that is a bit more micro and go from there, right? You can always find something little that you can do to at least bring the idea to life and it sounds like this workshop was that for you Um, because we have a lot of listeners who are entrepreneurs and who know they need to be out teaching in-person workshops or they want to run an online webinar but they don't really know how to bring their ideas into reality and actually create the content can you walk us through how you were able to map out a multi-hour workshop mm-hmm. um, and make sure you get all the ideas that you want to convey inside of it? What's your process? Yeah. So before I touch on that, um, the thing that we talked about right before, just something it's, I feel like called to share this. So you said to start at a micro level, right? Because like an online course could be overwhelming to design. And so if you think about it this way, I already put in most of the work that I have to actually to create the online course because Mm. um so I actually learned this from James Wedmore he's like you know that you can actually sell something before it's even created yeah and I was like (laughs) and I yeah this was so genius and he walks it he he walks us through it in his course but he's like if you already know what you want to teach and you know how you're going to teach it all you have to do is like take all that information from your head and like create a core like a into a presentation whatever worksheets all that you can already sell it and then if you're if it's sold and everything then you can put in the work to do it and then because you have a date on your calendar that you have to hit it's gonna get you into like work mode and you have to get it done right Mm -hmm. so with this outsourcing for wedding photographers workshop straight up when i sold it i didn't have it actually put together no i had it all in my head i knew everything i was going to teach and as soon as all the spots were sold i'm like okay, perfect. There's high demand for this. Like everyone's interested. Perfect. I have a month to put this together. Uh, so basically I was thinking of using my time as wisely as possible. Right. So with this workshop coming around the corner, I was like, okay, I created the content and then I was like, how can I even leverage my time even more? I actually hired a videographer to document the workshop. So just literally record me speaking and you know how all those like Gary V they're just they have everything recorded and then they're able to have that content for their Instagram and as content to help bring other people in or teach a little snippet and inspire someone once a day or whatever so basically now that all the content is basically created that's the hardest part and now I feel so much less overwhelmed to put together the online course which that can scale so much. So mm. just starting small, starting with selling it before it's even ready, mm-hmm. it li- lights a fire under your ass to actually get it done. You have the workshop, 
um, you're able to collect testimonials, you already have all the content, then you can move into starting to design your course. Mm. So that is a beautiful little strategy. Oh, and recording your first workshop. So you can like learn from it, from how you're teaching. You can have content that you can share uh, without spending any more extra time on that. So that was super fun to do. And then, okay, so your question on how I designed the workshop. Yes. So basically, <laughs> It was very all over the place and sloppy and no strategy, which this is what I'm one of the things that I'm working on because I like to just kind of go with the flow, but I want to be more uh, structured moving forward in my business. And that's what I'm working on. Uh, but what I basically did was I sat down to write, at, to work on it at least like two hours every day or mm-hmm. every other day, whatever it was. And I just basically word vomited on a word document, everything mm-hmm. that I knew. And then uh, as I was like getting closer to the workshop, I would just work on a section at a time of like, okay, this part, uh, outsourcing editing, how I do that, I would go into detail, I would edit everything. Then I actually created a whole Word document and I had it prepped for my virtual assistant to create the presentation, the PowerPoint. And I had just purchased a PowerPoint template. So the design was how I wanted it. And all she had to do was kind of transfer the info. Mm. So that was really efficient. And, um, but the biggest, I think, piece of advice that I'm currently working on, and I think this will help your listeners a lot if you're for any, any project that you want to tackle, um, there's like five steps to it. So there's dream it, there's map it, then there is chunk it, book it and do it. It's so, so simple, right? And like the Mm -hmm. idea of it, but to actually follow through and follow that, those five steps is takes integrity and takes being in action and straight up that's what I'm working on because I'm like okay workshop okay I'm going to dream it okay that's done mm-hmm. I'm going to map it out I sit down to map it out which means basically like okay what components do I need a PowerPoint presentation this 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 and then you have to like actually uh, list out all the different topics and you have to do this in like kind of one sitting and map everything out mm-hmm. I mapped it out maybe like 25% and I'm like okay well I'm gonna go like work out now and then the next day I just like totally skipped that step and I didn't even get to the next step which is chunk it so mm-hmm. chunk it is like okay um out so talk about how you're you outsource your editing and then which points do you have to hit then how are you going to even outsource that to your virtual assistant to help you like what what directions are you going to give them Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of steps in the prep but I was just like ah whatever I'll just I'll just like keep going with the flow and get it done right and I did and it was it was still quality work right Mm -hmm. it's just actually more efficient to do it the other way around Mm -hmm. um so I missed out on the efficiency part of it but I still got it done and still it was still a great success so that is a huge piece of my business that I'm working on right now is every single time I have a new idea project even a even a blog post right um you have to map it out like what do you, do you need are you going to be doing a podcast of it and a blog at the same time like are, mm-hmm. it just creates so much more efficiency and you're able to like plan out your business better and that way in the end you're leveraging your time the most so that's a huge so piece smart. of advice that I'm Whose working on. philosophy is that? Is that yours? James that you Wedmore. Came oh, okay. So it's from, is it from his course that he teaches? It is from his course. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important because we can feel so paralyzed sometimes when we get a big idea in our head. It's like, oh, I want to do this workshop. Mm-hmm. 
And then it feels so overwhelming because you haven't mapped it out and mm-hmm. chunked it, right? Yeah. But if you can spend the necessary time to really just distill down like those key bullet points and what are the action items, because you have to take action at some point, but you can't just snap your fingers and make a workshop. Mm-hmm. You have to bring it down to like very small points. And then again, like you said, a couple hours each day, build it, build yeah. it, build it. Small things over time yes. create big <laughs> things. And it's so obvious, but at the same time, we can get so caught up in our heads that it feels difficult. Yeah. So obviously... Oh, and oh, before ahead. I forget, actually, so because I went into the first three, so then book it is crucial for people that need, I guess, accountability to themselves. Mm-hmm. So booking it means not like book the actual workshop in the calendar, but book out all, all the steps. So if you have like, if you have it chunked out to 10 different steps that are parts of the presentation that you need to finish then for example okay part one you put it in your calendar that that day you're focusing on that one specifically Mm -hmm. and part two on this date and then you basically have a whole like calendar set up for you to be like I'm doing this at this time Mm -hmm. but the tricky part is that you need to figure out if this works for you or not because some people I've I've read many like books on habits and stuff and I know I'm a rebel at heart so rebels don't want to stick to a schedule right but I'm trying to you know how you you can go into the conversation about limiting beliefs right Mm -hmm. is that just a limiting belief right Mm -hmm. I'm I'm challenging that when I read in that book so I'm like no I don't want just because I am a rebel at heart and I like to do things my way doesn't mean that I can't stick to a schedule what if that is me wanting to do it that my way right Mm -hmm. what if the way I want to run my business is to be able to stick to a schedule so I can be as efficient as possible so I can make more money in less time so I could spend way more time with myself my family and friends Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to challenge that (laughs) and I'm working on I'm basically testing it on myself to see if it would possibly work on other rebel Mm -hmm. type people as well (laughs) okay this is so interesting because I've been thinking about this a lot lately when people say oh I'm a Pisces so da 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 or Mercury's in retrograde so my computer has been shit yeah or and it's I've just started really when people say things like that in my own head I'm just like are we putting these beliefs on ourselves and we're looking for external factors to basically give us an excuse for what we can change, but it's like you're just looking to validate the way you feel or you're blaming a characteristic on your star sign. And I don't know if there's any merit to that because I'm a huge believer in like looking to signs of the universe to reinforce what's going on. But at the same time, I think we can put barriers around ourselves by being like, you know what, I'm just a Capricorn. So I'll always be stubborn. I find that so interesting, too, because I do believe in that kind of stuff, too, to a point. Yeah, I think it's like, I love those things like personality tests, uh, your sign, all that. I think it's just like a (laughs) compass to be like, maybe being helping you be more self aware that those Mm -hmm. traits can pop up easier for you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of for me, uh, knowing that I'm like, for example, Myers Briggs, I think I'm still trying to figure out if I'm an introvert or extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm still on that journey, but <laughs> I think I, we're all on yeah. the spectrum of yeah, both. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I think I'm an INTP. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the, uh, that has helped me so much know that I'm, I'm a thinker more than I'm emotional, mm-hmm. even though I am, I get really emotional at times, but I'm a thinker. So I sometimes need to be more sensitive to people with like what I say because I I hear what they say and right away I just want to help them and I'm thinking about it in the logical sense 
but really they just maybe need me to listen and need emotional support. So it's kind of like I'm aware that I'm like that. And I'm like, in that moment, I can choose, okay, what does this person need from me? Because mm. I know my natural reaction is this. So what do I choose in this moment that they need? Mm. So I, I love that you mentioned this because, yeah, it's we can either fall to it as like a limiting belief or even mm. law of attraction. Like, oh, Mercury retrograde. Is it the Mercury retrograde that's creating mm-hmm. the computer shit? Or yep. is it us being like, I believe right now that my computer is mm-hmm. going to slow like you're down. Manifesting it. It's you're manifesting it. So I find that yeah. so interesting. Too. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's Chicken something or the egg. that <laughs> I want to learn more about and hear more conversations around because it's just something that recently I've started thinking more yeah. about. And I'm like, is anyone else thinking this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So back to your workshop process. So I want to just stick on the book it piece for just a little bit. Yeah. I know you kind of mentioned it's important to have deadlines and attach deadlines to things, but also, does booking it include selling the spots, or was that not what that part means? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, do you that need to, is that is I guess part sell of out it. the spots? That right? is part of it. Yeah, because I guess it's it the whole process, right? So right. it's okay. So if you're gonna chunk it, so step one, it and it depends on how someone wants to do it. Like step one could be to create basically all the content. Step mm-hmm. two to sell it, or if you want to flip it around, that's fine too. Yeah. So let's say step one, sell like sell the workshop. So maybe first step one and literally chunk it super like small actionable steps so for example um pick photos for like your instagram slides right so put those in a dropbox folder um like write write out all the pain points that your audience has write out how you can help them and then that's basically you chunking your cop like your copy like there's so many little Mm. steps and it like he goes way more into detail about this in his course but um yeah so you would you would literally chunk out how you're gonna sell it and then book that in the calendar so okay this date on uh june 30th i'm going to uh make the announcement yeah and i have it in the calendar that this is the day the early bird tickets end, and mm-hmm. you just have it all planned out because then you're just mm-hmm. i've done it before when Right, you just like wing it, and you just in in the moments in those days you feel a little more like oh I have to do this now I have to do this yeah. now rather than like oh yeah it's all flowing it's all taken care of because I already had a plan mm. figured out yeah yeah I love that it's so nice to just have it all written down and kind of know what to expect mm-hmm. rather than just waking up each day going what can I do to market my workshop today in terms of actually selling the spots. What were some of the marketing strategies or sales strategies that you used to communicate this workshop and to ultimately sell all six spots with ease? Okay, I love this question. So basically, I I, I don't know if you heard of Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, she's incredible. So I was, before I even decided to put this workshop out there, I was listening to one of her podcast episodes and she basically shared like seven ways seven steps to really clearly define uh, what you're trying to sell or Mm -hmm. how you can help people, right? And it ended up being, I ended up doing like something totally different than I normally do. So I basically explained to my audience that I understand how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and that I have a solution to your problem. And I told them what this workshop isn't. So for example, I said something along the lines of, Um, this workshop isn't about you making less money, right? Because a pain point of a lot of photographers not outsourcing is Mm -hmm. I'm scared I don't have the money for it, right? So I I already, I kind of acknowledge that by saying this workshop isn't about you making less money 
and then I tell them what it is. It's about you actually making more while working less. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, that's possible. Like short sentences that like mm-hmm. really make your audience feel heard and understood. Especially if you tell them I've been there. It's like you learn from you learn best from experience. Um, another great way to, you know, express uh, express what it's about is tell them why it's unique. So, for example, for mm-hmm. me, uh, I don't see anything really out there in the industry like this right now. Uh, that's a huge, huge, like unique mm-hmm. thing, right? So because everyone's too burnt out to yeah pitch. to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you can say something like, oh, um, I take you, like, why is it unique, right? So you can explain that maybe right after the workshop, you support them for another two weeks via a Facebook group. Like, I personally mm-hmm. don't do that. I haven't implemented that yet or anything like that. But that could be, like, something unique you offer. So definitely highlight something unique. Um, and another thing is to make them feel like it's doable and easy mm-hmm. and they deserve it. Uh, because in the end, like, we're just there to serve them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also another really important tip is to future pace their results. So, for example, paint a picture um, of what it could be like when the problem is solved. Mm-hmm. So imagine what it would be like to wake up on a Tuesday or a Monday after... or no, yeah, this is a better example. Imagine what it would feel like to wake up on a Tuesday after a wedding weekend and the wedding you shot on the weekend was already called, already went through... And all you have to do is spend 45 minutes and it could be off to your editor to be edited. And Mm -hmm. like, it's like, whoa, because normally a a wedding photographer has to call through it, has to edit it, spend so many hours, like maybe 10 10 to 12 hours, let's say, for all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, imagine on Tuesday morning you wake up and that wedding for now is already done Mm -hmm. and it's off to be edited. And for the rest of the week, you don't have to work on that wedding anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. whoa, right? Or Mm -hmm. imagine... Uh, being able to book less weddings and making more for each wedding so you can have more time in the summer for the cottage and Mm. your family and friends so just painting that picture is super super important and then if you have testimonials so you strategically choose testimonials that speak to all of those pain points so for example if you've now if you've actually done done um a great job at you know teaching and you've actually um, delivered on your promise, then your testimonials are naturally going to say all of the things. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you so much. I can't believe how much, how it feels to wake up on a Tuesday morning and not have to worry past noon about that wedding anymore. Um, my clients are still super, super happy. The quality is intact. I've been able to learn how to train everyone super easily. And now I have more time with my family and friends. Like that is a golden yeah. testimonial because it's basically you have they're saying that they got what you said you would you were promising Mm. so that strategy in selling it helped a lot so what i basically did was i that was mainly all the copy right that i just walked you through um but i did like a little instagram video series where i spoke to my audience uh, using kind of these techniques and then um, i also had text written down in those Mm -hmm. slides because I found that like some people prefer to listen, some people prefer to read, so you, you retain like twice as many amount of people with that. So that was like my strategy. And um, another part of the strategy was early bird tickets, right? Because then it gives people a deadline. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel guilty about like, pay me now, right? Like we all deal with that. But I'm like, no, like I get so excited when I get to pay money for a course. Mm-hmm. And as James Wedmore says, the 
transformation is in the transaction. Mm-hmm. If they got this workshop for free, they wouldn't they wouldn't even right now like they wouldn't put in as much effort or as much excitement, you know? Like mm-hmm. the more you invest, like if they spent fifty thousand dollars on this workshop, those people that would have spent that much money on it would have would be like a hundred percent, two hundred percent invested because it's you know, you're investing so much of that. So mm-hmm. um yeah, does that yeah. help? <laughs> oh, yes, that answers everything. I've got so much to say on that. Um, similar to that um, transaction quote that you just said, mm-hmm. I always think of when you pay, you pay attention. Mm. It's so true. If someone comes to an event for cheap or for $5, like they don't get much out of it because mm-hmm. they didn't need to put something on the line to yeah. be there. And so I love that. What did you say? Pay? When you pay, yeah. you pay attention. You pay, you pay attention. I, I know that's that. 1,000% true with me. It's like if I paid $3,000 for a course, I'm going to damn well finish that course yeah. and I'm going to do it well versus if someone's like, here's a three or a free three-part video training it lands in my inbox and I'm not watching it because I didn't pay for it I love that you said 3,000 that's so much more better than where did 50,000 dollars come from 50,000 I was like that's that's an expensive workshop you're gonna be hosting one day (laughs) oh my god! but hey you never know I'm just thinking of like I I know last time I spoke a lot about manifestation babe so I'm just thinking of her investments her investments are like sometimes like a hundred thousand wow stuff like that so I'm just like I have that in my head that like one day I will be investing that much money. So And it's true because I always think of the differentiation between price and value. Mm-hmm. Um, if I value learning how to build a business at $100,000, I'll pay that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like I just don't care what the price is if I know there's something yes. of value in there for me. Yeah. So that's why when I have students who are trying to price their course, I'm like, "Do you feel your course is valuable?" If not, then you should charge a low price. But if you think the transformation waiting for somebody is big and it's life-changing and it's going to impact their life and make them a better person, you can't put a price on that. That can be 5,000, 10,000, 50,000. You literally just inspired me. I'm, oh. gonna, I'm raising my prices again. Thank you. 100%. <laughs> no, no, but no, seriously. Yeah. I the told, value I that totally, you provide like, is different. Yeah. It's unique. Yeah. I, t- I, I know that I could have charged way, <coughs> way more for mm-hmm. what I did. But again, I was like second guessing myself. Is mm-hmm. it? And I, it was literally, it was, it was like, it's life changing. If, if they implement all the steps that I told them to, yeah. I just, just to give, paint you a picture, I used to work 60 to 75 hour work weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was like pretty recent. I've been doing this for nine years now and I've been able to half that amount of time. Wow. Half. That's crazy. And make more money. And you can't put a value on time. So the fact that now you're able to work less, like that is worth so much to someone who right now is juggling 70 hours a week and a family and yeah. And has to say no to their kids. Say no to their kids, their family. It's life changing. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I love that you were talking about with respect to coming up with the, the sales strategy and marketing strategy was really talking about the benefits of the workshop and not just the features. I always hear this Mm -hmm. from top business experts. So many of us, when we're trying to sell something, we just talk about the, the features. So we're like, it's a two-hour workshop. It's going to be held at my home. Yeah. There'll be food there. That's all nice, and I think people need to yeah. know that. But you 
people forget to talk about what are the benefits like you said Mm -hmm. telling them you've been there what would it be like to solve your pain points Mm -hmm. um what would um you know how would you feel once you learn this knowledge and so i think it's really important to strike a balance when you're trying to sell something of not just giving the logistical stuff Mm -hmm. but also getting inside the mind of the person who's going to buy it and what are they going to feel on the other side of that transformation and then also make them feel inspired in that in that whole process so make Mm -hmm. them feel like they can literally achieve anything that they want and um because people remember how you make them feel Mm -hmm. right absolutely very cool so do you plan on doing another in-person workshop in the future or is the online course kind of the logical next step for that oh i plan on doing in-persons for sure because really uh, it's such a beautiful thing oh my gosh i love this so much because literally it's all my content is ready to go the presentation is now ready to go Mm -hmm. so i can keep just doing them and just slightly keep improving them as i get feedback right but Mm -hmm. basically it's all ready so right now isn't it so fun having my business i'm like oh i I want to just impact, I'm ready to impact another group of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want some extra cash for my business right now. Mm-hmm. Boom. Announce the workshop. People yep. sign up. Pretty much all the work is done. I just need to spend t- the time with them that day. Mm. So, yeah, I would definitely want to keep doing them. I think once every, right now, month and a half, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing them. And then once I start, I create my online course, I'm most likely just going to keep it just online. Unless if I think I'm going to do it in the sense where, um, and this is literally me brainstorming out loud right now. Perfect. So I love it. Me being so, super Talk real. Out loud. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking because if you, you know, if you really admire someone, it's really, really amazing to be in their presence and get coached with them one-on-one or in a group setting. Right. So if, when I do have the online course, if people do still prefer to do the course with me in person, I would just like obviously jack up the price because mm-hmm. that's my time, right? Spent. Uh, but I might keep both options. It's just the in person would be um, priced higher, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of value in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, that's just me thinking out loud. But definitely a little doing them a little bit more, and then online course. Mm, I love that. Yeah, and I think the the really neat thing about creating something like what you've created is that you can repurpose it in many ways in-person workshop it could be group coaching online it could be kind of an evergreen that just sells itself and people go through it yes or like you said you can use that exact same content that you've already created and you'll have people say i want to do it one-on-one with you i've got the money and i want you to be able to you know work Mm -hmm. with me directly Mm -hmm. and that can be at a higher price point so Mm -hmm. i think it's neat to think of not complicating our businesses by creating a million products and services (laughs) that's what my business coach really guided me towards she's like you're doing like 900 things what is going on yeah I was from this kind of scarcity mindset that like I need to have tons and tons of products for sale in order to make things work but when she paired it all back she was like no you need one core Mm -hmm. product or service which became the visionary method and she said that is what you double down on and you go all in with it and you just offer it in private or in group. Um, And it has simplified my business so much and I never thought I could get to a point where everything I wanted to teach was in one service. So yeah, it's amazing. It's and then you're way. off the like content hamster wheel of like being overwhelmed yep. like, which direction should I go into teaching and this mm-hmm. and that? And, and, then, and then your today? audience is uh, not facing overwhelm either. That's exactly. really... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's something that was a huge realization for me a couple of years ago was that like I, I was confusing my audience, yeah. right? Because one day I was selling a social media course. The next day I was, 
you know, trying to get new consulting clients to work with brands and it just got confusing for people. They're Mm -hmm. like, what do you do? Yeah. And that's not a good feeling when people have to ask you that. So I always think simplify rather than complicate. That's awesome. Okay. So as we wrap this up, we'll just get into some business specific questions just because I think, you know, you've been in your business almost a decade now and you've got some really good tips that I think the audience could learn from. So what is one business skill that you're currently working on? (laughs) dream it map it that's chunk the, it book it do it oh i love God. it yeah yep that is uh that's like it's gonna be so worth when it you look at yeah. any new project yeah i think i might steal that yeah it's do amazing. it <laughs> we can keep each other updated i <laughs> love it and i'm a big james wedmore fan as oh well. yeah i listen to a lot of his podcasts yeah so. um have there been any recent moments in your business that felt hard or that made you question like why am i doing this why am i always trying to grow um or that just felt disastrous yes okay a year ago last june i had okay i was walking i was walking abby and i wanted to start this education journey but i didn't know how and i realized i was overthinking it like crazy and i had this freaking download of inspiration and something told me sarah go on instagram right now and just be like does anyone want to like hang out with me in a group setting and I'll just answer questions in the group setting, right? And so many people were like, yeah, 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 let's do that. And then I ended up like selling it as like a workshop, but I think the lesson was I shouldn't have called it that, even though I did call it a questions and answers workshop. And I literally said, you bring the questions I answer. There's nothing prepared. I said all that, right? Yeah. Um, I charged, I don't even remember what it was, maybe like around $400. Um, I did that. So basically I had no presentation ready. It was just... It was just me. I had my laptop connected to the big screen so that if you had to dive into me showing them things, I had it ready. And we're all in a circle. Literally, everyone sits down I'm like, hey, hey, yay, so exciting. Okay, guys, what questions do you have for me, right? And it kind of just like started that way. And I was just like, this is, I set the expectations. This is what it was, right? Um, it was a great day. We went, uh, we dove into a lot, but I realized as it was happening that we were bouncing from topic to topic all over the place and that mm. it was just kind of like confusing for people. They still got a ton of value even for like that amount of money. But after the workshop, I got one long email and my stomach freaking dropped. Oh. And it was just like, um, you know what? Like, I really appreciate you. You're such an authentic person. Uh, you're so real. I just have to say, like, I was really disappointed with my experience. And she went into saying how, like, it's it's not like a workshop. I had nothing prepared. Like, it, she felt like it started off really cold with me just saying, like, okay, guys, what are your questions? Yeah. And and I was I was my with my best friend at that time, and I was just kind of like, Agnes, oh my gosh, like, look at this email. And I felt defeated. I got emotional. And I'm like, what am I even doing this for? Just like you just asked me, right? Mm-hmm. And and I kind of was like, okay, take a step back. Like, literally, this is a huge lesson. This is a huge lesson. And a, a lot of the other attendees, they literally messaged me the next day. They're like, Sarah, oh my God, that was amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. I got all that love too. But that one person, right, yeah. sent me this. I'm like, okay, why? what am I supposed to be learning right now? And thanks to that, I, I ended up, of course, like... Um, of course, I had I went through all of it. I went through anger. I went yeah. through guilt. I went through sadness, rejection, like all these things, right? And then um, after a couple hours, I like sat through it. I'm like, you know what? I'm so. It takes a lot of courage for someone to be so honest with you and straight up about their experience. So I, I wrote back a whole email. I'm like, honestly, thank you so so much for your honesty. It takes a lot um, because thanks to you, I get to actually learn from this and I get to better. Mm 
the next time I create this experience and the next time I think I'll actually put something together rather than just maybe I just know this format doesn't work and thanks to you I know that um, I ended up fully refunding her because I believe I I want to be a hero. I don't want anyone to feel like like they I just took their money and they weren't happy. Like no, I only want people to be hundred percent happy. So I fully refunded her. She was like shocked that I did. Uh, she was also really pleased with my reaction. That in the end she wasn't as disappointed anymore. Oh, and I offered a two hour one on one call. Oh, right. So it's yeah. like you end up just being the hero. You can fix anything really. So instead of her feeling like she wasted her time and money right which is so valuable she was like wow sir i'm really impressed with your reaction thank you so much for the extra coaching thank you for my refund Mm -hmm. and i learned so much and literally from that moment was the progression of the workshops i had last year Mm -hmm. they they became so much more structured better um efficient and now thanks to all those experiences now this uh, workshop that i recently had i knew how to structure it better um i knew that i had to have a 45 minute lunch break and not literally only five minute break Mm -hmm. because people were just dying yeah you know like they couldn't take in any more information so that one experience that was like a nightmare in that moment um really taught me so much and yeah yeah those are (laughs) those are the moments of being a business owner and you realize like this is part of the process that you cannot escape and it's at those moments where it would be easy to just throw it all up and be like, gosh, like what the heck is the point? And it can be very disheartening. And we've all gotten emails like that yeah. or had these blowout workshops that just didn't go the way as pl- that we, we planned it. Yeah. Um, but I think they really do build resilience. And as long as we remember, like at the end of the day, you do the best you can exactly. to remedy the situation, which it sounds like you did really well. Um, and let yourself go through the emotions yeah. and learn from it. You learn more from those moments than you do all of the positive reviews yeah. combined. So. Failure is part of the journey. It's not a separate yeah. thing. <laughs> and we have to just learn to deal with it yeah. in an appropriate way. Yeah. Okay, last couple of quick questions here. Um, is there a business person or a business or a brand that you look up to right now? Yeah. Um, last time I said manifestation, babe. Yeah. Still that person. I'm going to say two more just because they're really... Oh, three more. Okay, I'm just going to say a lot of them because yeah, they're amazing. On. So, uh, Manifestation Babe, Jenna Kutcher, James Wedmore, and Amy Porterfield. Mm, I love all those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys yeah. have gave changed my life. Like, cha- yeah. in the last year, I have skyrocketed in clarity, in my pivot, in everything. Oh, my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. so grateful for those humans. Yeah. And uh, have you met any of them in person? No, not yet. Is that on your list maybe to go to a conference? I think I'm going to manifest being on James's podcast one day. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. You heard it here first, people. (laughs) Um, Is there a tool or an object or a ritual that you could not live without in running your business right now? Uh, The law of attraction. Oh, and mindset. Yeah. That's huge. Mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that answer. And I've asked that question like 70 times. (laughs) So I'm really glad you share that. And final question. Is there a recent investment you've made in your business that you're just really pleased with the money spent? Okay. So I would say two um, and they go hand in hand. So James Wedmore's course is called BBD business by design. So I invested in that last November and which was like not that long ago right now it's August. So Um, he basically taught me how to outsource efficiently and then after that throughout that course I've hired my virtual assistant that I now like delegate 20 hours average a week to and it's just growing so Mm -hmm. oh it just feels so amazing to have 
it feels like there's two of you yeah. working at the same time on your business. So that that's been my re- those been my recent most exciting investments. That must feel so good too yeah. to have someone that you trust and that knows yeah. your brand and your business that you can rely on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I know we have a whole other chapter of our day to get to, which is pictures, but I just really want to say thank you for coming back as a return guest on the podcast. Thank you so much. I could pick your brain forever. I think we could (laughs) chat about so many other topics, but I think we really got into some good stuff about how things have changed for you in the last 12 months. And the lesson maybe out of this is it's okay to evolve and it's a great feeling to grow and to change and to tune in to what you want in that next chapter. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that I have like a little like, oh, last year I have yeah. a little like <laughs> history snippet of where I was and this year. So it's an audio I'll, journal. Yeah, it's, I love it. Thank you. I'm so and where grateful. can people find you, Sarah? Uh, mainly on Instagram at Sarah Monica photo. And that's Sarah, no H Monica with a K. Awesome. And I will plug all of that in the show notes. And thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I'd love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.